Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Oh yes, Lord. He's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than your circumstances. Oh Lord. We thank him for his word. We are in his word today. We are the church. We are manifesting the wisdom of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you to accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's Ephesians 3 from the Passion Translation. Don't look at the surrounding environment. Don't look at the news. Look at he who is exploding inside of you. Then, by the constant using of your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Thank you, Jesus. As I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being, with his divine might and explosive power. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, Jesus said to us, and I've been called by God to share this with you, as we seek first the kingdom of God, as we add to our faith knowledge and to knowledge self-control and self-control perseverance and brotherly kindness and love, Jesus said to us in John 20, Peace be with you. As the Father, the Creator, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So the Father sent Jesus into the world. The Father sent Jesus as the Word. The Father sent Jesus with a message. We know these things. But what Jesus was revealing to me by His Spirit who searches all things, even the mind of Christ, even the great things of God, he said to me, he said, the Father sent me under authority. The Father sent me. So Jesus was sent under authority. So Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. So Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. He only did what he was authorized to do.
by the father. So if you have a, a, a police officer who's sent to arrest somebody, he can't just arrest an innocent person. He can only arrest the person who he has been authorised to arrest. Similarly, a, a principal of a school can't give a detention to the parent. A principal is only authorised, the principal only has authority over the students to discipline them. The principal of the school can't go outside and, and arrest, you know, you know, give a detention or give homework to some pedestrian walking down the street. And similarly, in the army, if the commanding officer sends a soldier to bomb a certain country like Libya, that soldier can't just go and bomb Jordan. That, country, that, that soldier can't just go and bomb a civilian. They would be reprimanded. They would be arrested. So similarly, Jesus was authorized by the Father. And he was showing me, the Father sent me under his authority. Jesus said, I can do nothing. Of my own accord. Are you getting it? He could only do what he saw the Father doing. He could only say what he heard the Father saying. So Jesus was under authority. That's why he loved the faith of the centurion. The centurion said, I too am under authority. <laughs> so... What I'm saying to you, what the Holy Spirit is saying to you is you are sons of God. This kingdom thing is all about identity. If you're a son, you have access. If you are a son, you have access to the Father. If you are a son, so Hebrew says, approach the throne of grace with confidence. Hebrews, Romans says... The whole creation is yearning for the sons of God to be revealed. And so we just thank you today that you are one under authority. And thank you that in the kingdom, authority doesn't get diluted. It increases. That's why you said we would do greater works. Holy Spirit, just unlock this revelation in the church today. It's not heresy, God. It's beautiful. It's the sons of God being revealed. Jesus, you prayed that we would be one as you are one, that we would have the glory that the Father and you had in the beginning, that you would come and make your home in us, that you would dwell in us, and that we would do greater works than you. Thank you, Jesus, that we are sent. We are sent. So today, wherever you go, you are sent. You are under authority. Do the things that God's called you to do. Be who God's called you to be. Today where you go, you are light. Today where you go, you are word. Today where you go, you are sent. Now, I, I notice here in Ephesians that all of these things, as Paul kneels before the Father, 
He's praying about things that are within you. He's praying about things that are in your spirit, in your innermost being, that they would be released inside of you. You know, church, you are the pillar and the ground of truth, but, you know, it's inside of you. Often you don't see it. You have to learn how to manifest it on the outside. You've got to get to the place of overthrow. Paul said to be filled continually. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like praying. But I'm telling you the truth. You have to restart your engine every day. Even Jesus, we see him getting up early in the morning and praying. He had to come under his commanding officer. He had to come under the Father. He had to see what was the Father doing today. Even he had to be strengthened by angels. So how much more do we need to be strengthened by angels? How much more do we need to be, be, be setting our faces flint to the cross that we have to carry? Not everything's going to look right on the outside. But Paul promises us here, he says to us, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside of you. Again, that's on the inside. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. So as you wake up today, overthrow your flesh, overthrow yourself, put to death the deeds of the body by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, you gave your life to Jesus Christ, but you need to give your life over today. There's every day you're dying. You're dying to yourself. Every day you're carrying your cross. You're, you're losing your life and you're following him. I'm telling you, it's in the wake of his presence. It's in the wake of his glory. It's as you follow him. What is he asking you to do today? Make sure you lay down your life. Give him time He's going to lead you to worship. He's going to say, worship me, put on a song. He's going to say, go for a walk, read the Bible. And you'll find, and I promise you this, you will, you will flip over. You will flip on the switch. And that life of Christ, that, that power that energizes you, it will m flip you over into overthrow. It will flip you over into manifestation. You're going to start to have a word for somebody. You're going to start to find that there's forgiveness. You're going to start to have the ability to not judge and to not curse and to not give over to the enemy. You're going to learn how to guide your tongue, hold your tongue. You're going to have wisdom to give the right answer. You're going to know which business decisions to make. Oh, Lord, right now, would you give them grace to overthrow? Lord, give them grace. When I say overthrow, I'm saying you're going to be led by the Spirit. You're not going to be a slave to sin. You're not going to be a slave in your mind. You're not going to be living under the second heaven. You need to execute judgment. You need to stand in the heavens. You need to stand in the third heavens, in the fourth heavens. <laughs> you need to sit on the throne that God placed you on. That is the throne of authority. When Paul says that you have been seated, a seat is a position of authority. But you need, what I'm saying is, you need to 
sit in that seat today, when you go to work, when you encounter an argument, when you get, when the devil tries to throw you off, when you when you when you open the the letter and there's a speeding fine or a parking fine or or someone texts you something terrible, you are already seated because you are strengthened in your innermost being. See, it's not on the outside. Your circumstances may not apply to you. Paul was in prison. He said, I'm not ashamed of my chains. He said, I am more than a conqueror. <laughs> he said, I rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. He says, I'm content. I need nothing. So, but he was drawing from the well, the unlimited power of God that is on the inside of him. Oh Lord, thank you for the kingdom of God. Thank you for your mighty power. This is true. There's a greater truth on the inside of you. And as you seek first the kingdom, all else will be added to you as well. This is a life of and a lifestyle of believing. You believe the word above your circumstances and God cannot resist. He broke Peter out of prison. He sent an angel to break his chains and to wake him up and to break that door open. So today we agree with God. We agree with his word in Jesus' name. Just one last thing. I was reading, um, no, I was praying. I think this was in my previous podcast episode. But in Revelation chapter 10, there's an angel and one of its feet is on the land and the other foot is on the sea and I mentioned this in my previous episode but then I, I looked it up and this angel is mentioned in Revelation chapter 10 and the only thing he says he, he, oh, he's so excited he's so excited to do this but the thing that he says is that there is no more delay and I think, you know, because I said it prophetically, I, 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 this is true. I believe that this angel is, is doing this, is about to do this and has done it. Um, wow, wow, this is the Passion Translation, so it's a little bit different. Um what a beautiful angel. Then the mighty angel whom I saw astride the sea and the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore an oath by him who lives for an eternity of eternities, the creator of heaven and earth and all that is in them. And he said, no more delay. Oh, man, that is heavy. No more delay. Don't you see there's this acceleration that is in the earth today? Everything is happening. I believe that it's because God, this is significant, God has delayed his return so that people can come into the kingdom. But if he has said no more delay, no more delay on what? No more delay on his judgment finally coming. No more delay on the return of Christ. No more delay on the justice 
that we are crying out for? Don't you cry out for more? Isn't your spirit crying out for justice? Isn't your spirit crying out for your brothers and sisters to be saved? Isn't your spirit crying out for God to come back? Isn't that what it says in Revelation? Come, Lord Jesus. The end, John, at the end of the book of Revelation, says everyone who believes this says, Come, Lord Jesus. So we want him to come back. Behold, I come quickly. Woo! That's good. So we want him to come back. We don't want him to delay. We want him to come back. But then we feel like there's a controversy because we want people, we know that he has more. We know that there are people who don't know him. Revelation 22, verse 17 Come, says the Holy Spirit and the bride in a divine duet. Let everyone who hears this duet join him in saying, Come. Let everyone gripped with spiritual thirst say, Come. And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. It is my gift to you. Come. So that's the Passion Translation. But we want you to come back, Lord Jesus. But we also are groaning for the sons of God to be revealed. Father, There are, we have brothers and sisters. Every person on earth is precious to you. The Muslim, the Arab, the Jew the Hindu, the Greek, the Australian, the Chinese, we long to meet our brothers and sisters in Christ. They are born to be destined to become Christians, God. So we pray that you send out your harvesters. We pray that laborers would go. We pray that people would hear the gospel of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That they are sons and daughters of God. They don't know who they are. They don't know that they're not saved. They don't know that they need you. Lord, would you send the laborers? Let them hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let them hear that you are our big brother, that you died and rose again, that we have eternal life, that we are rulers on this earth, sons of God, kings and priests. Hallelujah. Amen. Would you send out the laborers? Lord, would you by our hands by the hands of your apostles and prophets, your teachers, your evangelists, and by all of us Christians, God, would you perform signs and wonders that would confirm your word. Don't confirm our words. My word, confirm your word. Huh. So let us, church, let us confirm, let us preach his word. Let us preach his word of the kingdom of God and signs and wonders will follow, confirming his word. His word is that God loves us, that God died for us, and that God rose again from the dead on the third day, and the same power of the Holy Spirit that rose him from the dead dwells in us. And so we heal people. We lead people to Christ. We raise them from the dead. We bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. To you be the glory and the praise forever and ever. Amen.